Ladies and gentlemen, start your stopwatches because you're listening to the dispatches on the clock and that means we're going to spend the next 15 minutes or less talking about why we should absolutely, fundamentally, unequivocally have a one-off public holiday to commemorate the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Right, before I get to the main topic of conversation today, just a couple of quick passing thoughts, uh, some uh, things that have been on my mind over the last couple of days since the death of Queen Elizabeth II. Number one is I don't think now is at all the time for the conversation about republicanism. I support a conversation about constitutionality in New Zealand, especially after what happened during COVID. I think our government acted in ways that uh, were really quite alarming and showed that there aren't enough checks and balances. I don't know about you, but I thought that the New Zealand Bill of Rights Act was a lot more robust than it actually turns out that it is. And the courts haven't really been much help in that regard either, because of course they depend on the, the laws, you know, which obviously they're supposed to hold us all accountable to. And if there's issues there, then we've got to address those issues. But however, in saying all of that, I don't think now is at all the time for a conversation about republicanism. Now is the time to actually mourn the passing of our head of state and to, I think, commemorate the institution of our new head of state, King Charles III. It feels very opportunistic, a bit like grimmer worm tongue from the Lord of the Rings. Well, now that the king is dead, uh, maybe we should have a conversation about getting rid of the monarchy altogether. And hey, while we're at it, why don't you put me in charge? It's got that kind of vibe to it. There's also some people sort of saying, well, you know, the the or the implication is that now that the queen we like, the monarch we like has died, now we have the conversation. Well, there's nothing really principled about that. That That's very odd to me. That that speaks of cult of personality and in, in, instead of actual principle. I mean, would, would you would you say, well, you know, now that the prime minister we like is gone, let's abolish the government altogether? That doesn't sound like a very principled position. You know, there should be something more to it than just the one we like is no longer on the throne, so let's get rid of the throne altogether. And by the way, a challenge to anyone who wants to have the conversation about republicanism and is a big fan of it, do you take a holiday on Queen's birthday? Because maybe if you're going to be principled and consistent, maybe you shouldn't. But that's a whole other story. Second point before I jump into the main topic of conversation today, and that is this. There are people out there, and it's all over social media, all over the place, criticizing the cost of the king's installation. There's going to be a cost involved, obviously, in, in the ceremonies and stuff like that that's involved. Honestly, I don't really understand this. I think as a people, you should spend money on things that actually matter. And I think this is one of those things that actually matters. It doesn't happen all the time. It's a very rare occasion, but it is actually a very important occasion in the life of a people, in the life of a nation. And you should spend money on things that matter. You sometimes hear this sort of argument in Christian churches and people say, well, we shouldn't spend money on the buildings, you know, that's that's not a good thing to do. Well, in actual fact, I'd argue, no, I think you should, because the money you spend on your sacred space and beautifying that sacred space actually is a very, very powerful statement about how much you really, truly 
value your belief, your commitment, your relationship to your God. And, and it's, it really does say this is something important, and it's so important that we spend the money to make this beautiful sacred space. And by the way, it's not just for us, it's for future generations as well. And I think there's a similar sort of thing that goes on when it comes to this question of, you know, your head of state, your king or your queen in their insta- installation. And, and I think you, you spend the money because it's a way of tangibly, materially sort of incarnating, giving rise to that invisible truth that this is an important thing that the monarchy does matter, that it has an important place in our society. And so therefore, you know, you would actually spend the money in this way. By the way, governments waste so much taxpayer money right now. That's the thing that we should get angry about, not spending money on worthy and noble things like the celebration or the installation of a new king. And by the way, I'm not sure it would make much of a difference. It's not like that money, if we don't spend it, will actually be given to people in need. It will be kept and wasted by our government on other things that are far less noble and important. Lastly, but not leastly, before I jump into the main topic of conversation, will this be the end of an era for the monarchy? Now, obviously, it is the end of an era for Queen Elizabeth, but will it be the end of the monarchy altogether? Well, there is a certain danger here, but I don't think it will be. It's kind of interesting because Charles is not like his mother. He, unlike his mother, there's no sort of mystique about him. He is a very prolific public figure. We have lived with him and we have known him as a public figure for quite a few decades now. He's very, very well known. So there's no sort of mystique. Unlike his mother, when she took the throne, there was this mystique about who she was and how she was going to actually rule. And so that mystique just at a sort of basic human level, draws people in. You know, there's sort of a mystery here and people are, uh, I guess, like uh, bees to the honey. We're sort of drawn to that. But there's no mystique here. So it's not like I think it's going to really give a big boost or reinvigoration to the monarchy. Uh, Secondly, Charles's moral failings have been very public and obviously his adulterous affair and and embroiled in that is also the treatment of Princess Diana and, and, and there's just so much there that I think probably undermines his cause, if you like, and certainly from a from a moral perspective, the moral strength of his rule is is already on shaky ground. But here's the thing: he is also already an elderly man. I don't think he'll be on the throne for long. I suspect maybe 10, 15 years or so. But here's the thing: coming behind him is William and of course Kate. And I think there is a certain romantic mystique. You sort of get that vibe from a lot of people that they look to William and Kate with a sense of uh, restored and renewed romanticism about the monarchy. So I think this will be a caretaker monarchy, and 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 then the next monarch really could reinvigorate things. So there's a bit of danger here, a bit of risk, but I don't predict the end of the monarchy. Right. The big topic of conversation today: should there be a public holiday to commemorate? A one-off public holiday. Australia has already announced they are going to have a one-off public holiday. Should we also have a one-off public holiday to commemorate the death of our head of state? And I say absolutely we should. Unequivocally, absolutely. If we can do that for Matariki, we can create out of whole cloth a brand new public holiday that happens every single year for something that actually isn't a universal tradition in this country. And even amongst Māoridom, the current construction we have of Matariki, 
Tariki was not a universally held thing. If we can create out of whole cloth a public holiday there that happens every year, then I think absolutely we should. It is most appropriate for us to have a one-off public holiday to commemorate the passing of a head of state. Why? Because I think it is the most meaningful act of recognition and reverence that we could accord. It is wholly appropriate to this event because we are recognising that this is such an important event that it's not business as usual and so on this one day we won't have business as usual to mark and to show in a very tangible way. It gives rise, again it sort of incarnates it, it's a, it gives a material shape, a real tangible shape in the real world to that important invisible reality, that truth that yes, this is an important thing. The monarchy, whether we like it or not, is fundamental to our history and our fabric as a nation. The monarchy was the foundation upon which our nation was built and it gave so much to us. Yes, there were mistakes, there were evils, there were sins, but there was also goodness and greatness there as well. And it was there are things that are that we are today that are we 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 are so connected intimately and, and and it's just woven into the fabric of who we are today and they are there because of the foundation, the tradition of the English monarchy which we built our nation upon. It gave us that stability to get to where we are today and, and so I think it's really, really important that we honour and we recognise what is an essential fundamental part of who we are as a people and last but not least, I will say this fun fact for you, if it wasn't for a conservative we wouldn't even have a monarchy. And I don't say that lightly, that's not hyperbole. I am, of course, talking about the great Edmund Burke. If it wasn't for the conservative Edmund Burke and the political school of thought, the very practical political school of thought that he established, then it's highly likely that we would not have a monarchy at all. He was uh, hugely responsible, and his political school of thought was hugely responsible for defeating the Jacobean attempt to try and bring violent, bloody revolution and overthrow of the monarchy to England. Just like they had done in France and the destruction of the monarchy there and all of the violence and the killing that happened on the back of the French Revolution, it was Edmund Burke who, in no small part, was responsible for protecting England from that and ensuring that we were left with a monarchy. So let me leave the final word in today's episode to the great Edmund Burke and he says this, and this is a quote from a book called The Conservative Mind from Burke to Elliot by Russell Kirk. If you haven't read it, you should read this book. Here is the quote. I am no friend to aristocracy in the sense at least in which that word is usually understood. Unchecked, it is an austere and insolent domination. If it should come to the last extremity and to a contest of blood, God forbid, my part is taken. I would take my fate with the poor and low and feeble. But nature has furnished society with the materials for an aristocracy which the wisely conducted state will recognise and honour, always reserving, however, a counterpoise to aristocratic ambition. Just as it is a fact of nature that the mass of men are ill-qualified for the exercise of political power, so it is written in the eternal constitution of things that a few men, from various causes, are mentally and physically and spiritually suited for social leadership. The state which rejects their services is doomed to stagnation or destruction. These aristocrats are in part the wiser, the more expert and the more opulent and they are to conduct, enlighten and protect the weaker, the less knowing and the less provided 
with the goods of fortune. Thanks for tuning in. You can support our work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. There is a link in today's show notes. Don't forget, live by goodness, truth and beauty, not by lies. And I will see you next time on The Dispatches. On the Clock is brought to you by Left Foot Media. Support our important independent media work at patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia with just $5 or more per month and you'll receive exclusive access to our full-length patrons-only episode of the Dispatches podcast every single week. That's patreon.com forward slash leftfootmedia. Link is in the show notes. Mm-hmm.